0: Hello,
1: hello. It is Thursday, January 30th, 2020. I actually read it right this time. Yeah, I was like making sure. Yes. So, um, got some different things to talk about today. we talk about Bernie for a little bit here at the beginning. Um,
0: we could talk about Bernie all day.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true. We love could talk Bernie. about Bernie all day.
0: We are not going to act like we're not biased because we love Bernie.
1: I mean, I feel like I look at it from a pretty you know I try to look at it from an unbiased standpoint I mean but uh I just feel like he's the best one for what we have to work with he's not perfect for me anyway he's not perfect but
0: I think the most interesting thing about the um 2020 primary is that you know all the tricks the dirty dirty tricks that were played in the 2016 election people have analyzed them now to death <clears throat> and um, so when we see them beginning to repeat themselves, it's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg started courting the superdelegates, it was like major news because we're all aware of the scam that happened. And, you know, nobody wants to see it happen again. Well, let me take that back. Neoliberals want it to happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, But people that believe in democracy and that the voters should have a say are on heightened alert because we know that this is what happened last time. So when Bernie announced, there was, you know, quite a bit of dismay among the neoliberals because they were like, oh, God, he's back again. It's so terrible. And, you know, but I think learning some of their lesson from 2016, right, 2016 when Hillary lost. You know, there was all this wailing and gnashing of teeth about Hillary losing to Trump and, you know, people just fell out. And then the immediately thereafter, the rage came at Bernie people because it was our fault. Bernie bros. It's it all was, your fault, Bernie bros. It was somehow our fault that Hillary was a horrible person. And <clears throat> You know, I didn't vote for... um, I'm going to tell you when it was between Trump and Hillary, I voted third party. I didn't know much about Gary Johnson, except I knew it wasn't Hillary. He wasn't Hillary and he wasn't Trump. And all the people that were saying, well, we're choosing the lesser of two evils, it didn't make any sense to me, because if you really felt that way, you'd give the third guy a try. I mean, if you're not even including him in the lesser of the two evils, right? But... um, so there was like about, I would say probably a nine month to a year period where it was just absolute, completely the whole thing was, was Bernie's fault. And then, you know, come the, people started to think, you know, some people started to analyze the situation and say, well, you know, maybe Hillary was overconfident, maybe she didn't go to the right States and campaign. I mean, maybe calling people deplorable was not a good strategy. I mean, some, you know, people started to get real about Hillary's shortcomings. Some people did. But she has her groupies that are devout, that will never admit that there's ever anything that can ever be wrong with Hillary. So coming up on the 2018 elections, you know, you start to see the circulation of vote blue no matter who, because we have to we have to take the House back. And, and that's true because like look, look at everything that has happened. I mean, Nancy Pelosi has sat on her hands for too long and done very little. But when she actually got pushed into it, she, they at least have the capacity to try and balance Trump out. So even people like me that didn't like, you know, necessarily everybody that was on the ticket, I would go out for, you know, the 2018 races and vote straight blue, which is what I did. But when it comes to a presidential candidate, you know, I feel like what happened is they are trying to recreate 2016 in the sense that, you know, well, we want you to vote for the Democrat no matter who it is.
1: Yeah, and I i don't know, I for one am not a person that's willing to do that. I mean, in local elections, yeah, because I just feel like because local news stations, newspapers, et cetera, et cetera, don't cover the background and the policies of the people as much, you have to like do all of your own research, so then you get some random that's like running for commissioner or something, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, so I don't know what this person is all about, um, I will admit that. I don't know really know anyone unless they work in government that does extensive research on every single candidate running. I mean, for every you have to realize office.
0: that the, the limited power that smaller offices have. You know, right?
1: Exactly. They're not. It's not as big of a deal. Right. Um, I do think local politics are extremely important. Don't get me wrong. There, it's just certain things. You know, people who um, get voted into like examine how taxes will be on properties and this and that. And it's just like, okay, well, unless something really awful happens, there's not really a lot that I'm concerned this person is going to do that's different from the last guy. Right. So I just vote sh- blew straight down the ticket just as a, I guess, I don't know, um, as a fallback. But for president, I won't do that. I feel like uh, if it would have came down to, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't want to vote for Clinton at all. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like I was morally opposed to it.
0: Mm-hmm right i mean I, I
1: would literally almost let rather trump get in there and make people regret it and mm-hmm. learn their lesson than than vote for her
0: well and you can tell that because a lot of the anti bernie people are screaming oh you guys gave it to trump and i guess you really showed us now look at the mess we're in and it's like but you're still not getting the point that the reason people either didn't go out and vote for hillary or switch from bernie to trump was because she was so horrible right so and stop getting behind horrible candidates exactly. or this is what you're
1: getting because we're stop not
0: shoving a person in our face who is literally the worst person and i remember yeah you know, we're just not going to fall
1: in line to vote for who you want like we're not doing it anymore right. and so the lesser of two evil arguments is over you're done
0: and when 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 all that was you know in the past i said listen we after we've had trump for four years they are going to try to give us the absolute worst possible neoliberal Democrat they can come up with. And you know who popped into my head? Joe Biden. Well, even worse than him is Bloomberg. Oh, God. And then there was like this talk of Bloomberg entering the race. I'm like, I, I knew it. I knew they were going to try to put that horrible person on the ballot because Trump is that bad that they can get us to vote for somebody who's just a hair below Trump. So then Michael Bloomberg said he wasn't going to run. And I was like, thank God, but I don't trust him. He's going to come back. Like a bad mold, he's going to come back. And he did. And I don't know that his poll numbers are doing anything. I mean, he's like at 5% and he's spending like bazillions bazillion to dollars. So, you know, whatever. Not like it hurts him, but I'm just saying like he's not going anywhere. I guess at this point, I, I, the whole,
1: we're coming around again, it's 2020, you know. It's going to be campaigning debates all of this soon. I'm ready for it again this year because personally, even in the 2016 elections when I was pretty sure Trump was going to win all along just because I think that – I mean, I just didn't think Hillary was going to beat him. From the start, I just did not think Hillary was going to beat him. The polls kept saying that she would, and I just didn't believe it. And maybe it's because I'm biased because I was surrounded by Trump people, but I just just didn't believe it. So I was really hoping that people would come through for Bernie, but the closer it started getting – I had hopes, but Mm -hmm. when they screwed him out of the – the nomination i was like it's over trump's got it right. i mean it's just i mean
0: and too much stuff came out at the end and you know people that were pro hillary were all mad because they're like oh well you know i just i get tired of you know we're used to
1: the the republicans doing corrupt shit it's just like day after day it's something okay. new whatever but if you're supposed to be the party that isn't that then when the whole shit came out that they screwed bernie out of the nomination and debbie washerman schultz had to step down you should not support hillary anymore Right, and the fact that they still do, I'm like, you're just as bad as the Trumpies. And like, all
0: those people are still, still important people in the movement, and that's what cracks me up. So you're basically giving us a choice between two corrupt trains and saying, pick your ticket, and right. it's like, no, we're not going to do that. So I'd rather walk. And and but here's what the thing is: like they bash Bernie people so bad that there was no way they were going to pull them in to vote for Hillary.
1: No. Okay so when the 20 20- that's going to be elizabeth warren is what that's going to happen to her if bernie gets the nominee all these elizabeth warren people are going to refuse to vote for him and vice versa is that if elizabeth warren well, gets it i don't think bernie people are going to vote it'll for be her. kind
0: of interesting to see if the shoe is on the other foot if bernie gets a nominee nomination now the shoe is on the other foot now are you guys really going to vote blue no matter who like you've been saying and i don't think they will i, I think don't think you're they absolutely will either. right i think they're going to be stomping their feet and they won't vote for bernie and they will hand it to Trump and actually I saw on Twitter where somebody was so anti Bernie that they w- they said if if Bernie is a nomination they would go vote for Trump. Not only would they not vote for Bernie but they would go out and vote for Trump. So yeah, like, I would never that's that's insane. I mean
1: I, this is this that's the side of the left that I just cannot I can't take it. I just can't take it. I mean even if I did not want to vote for Hillary because I just like was morally opposed to it, I wouldn't vote, vote for, for Trump, Trump. Right. like that's just ignorant.
0: Well, and, and, but I think when you look at the platforms and, you know, Jenk Younger from the Young Turks had put a tweet on saying that um, he was talking to a woman in a, somewhere in public, in a cafe or something, and she said that she went from Bernie to Trump. And every, all the comments below were like, oh, yeah, this is a made-up story. Did you meet a unicorn, too? Like, you know, basically calling him out as a liar that this, this human being doesn't exist that went from <laughs> Bernie to Trump. And I'm like, um, that does happen. And the reason people say they don't believe it is because Trump and Bernie are diametrically opposed when it comes to a lot of their policies. But I think people want a genuine person who they believe is gonna fight for them. And they saw Bernie and Trump getting to that point in different ways, but they still believed that Bernie was gonna try to do something for them. And they believed that Trump would try to do something. Now they got scammed. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, people literally were just like, someone needs to help us, and Hillary was literally offering no help. She's yeah. like, "You, I deserve your vote.
1: Yeah, she's an elitist, I don't... Well, and and again, she just... I just don't understand how people go to her, and they think she's some kind of, like... You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that Bernie's... As far as I know, his past and his career is pretty squeaky clean. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know how people look at her and they know all the shit she's been involved in and just like write it off and put their hope and their trust i mean that's like that's the like that's do? like putting Trump- your hand in an alligator's mouth you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i don't i don't understand that i get having wanting to have hope for change and this and that but just
0: when someone shows you that they're bad believe them right exactly so i think you know what their strategy was coming up on the The primary was once Bernie was in there, they're like, listen, I think all the other people were like, we can't afford to bash Bernie people because there are a lot of them. So let's just play nice with them. Let's pretend like if he wins, we're going to vote for him. But let's just get like play nice with the Bernie people. Give them a huge variety of other people to pick from right we started out with what 22 different people a ton a ton and people even jumped in after that and dropped out jumped in dropped out so there's been like scores of people okay candidates and I think they felt like Bernie people would listen to the message that he doesn't he's good he's falling in the polls he's felt like they did last time like lie and lie and lie on Bernie and as his people lost faith they would pick a different candidate right and that didn't happen So now that he is rising, and Biden and Warren are falling in the polls, and I'm talking about uh, my friend Jerry Polikoff does a lot with polls, and he puts articles on op-eds, so if you ever get a chance to go in there and look at his stuff, um, what he does is he tracks all these different polls, and he averages the numbers of them, and then he tracks them over time. So if a candidate, candidate does really well in one poll, but they do really poor in another one, you average them out, you said op-ed but you it's op-ed
1: news.com right yes okay because for people who are listening that haven't heard us reference that before um it's a site that um is an op-ed news site but it's called op if you want to check that out right?
0: thank you for that so um and and what he does is he tracks not only their their scores but over time are they growing or are they you know what's the point spread over time and biden has been declining and, and Warren saw a peak, but then she, now she's declining. And you know, when Kamala Harris dropped out, okay, um, a lot, you know, was there, the mainstream media was like, oh, it's so terrible. Cause she's a black woman and we want to see a black woman. This is the problem. The left, or I should say the neoliberal Democrats have made identity politics such a big part of their message. And I'm all for equal rights for everybody, for every, you know, race and for any LGBTQ. Pro- I don't, ca- I want everybody to have the same opportunities. But if you market yourself as, oh, look, there's two candidates here, but this would be the first woman or the first black man or the first Hispanic woman or the first openly gay Chinese person, like whatever you put out there, it's like.
1: Identity politics are, politics are a bonus um, they're, I mean, they're a bonus, you know, after the fact. You know, I think when Obama was elected a president, um, it was for all of his hope and change speeches, Absolutely. not because he was black. I think Absolutely. to say that he was elected because he's black is an insult. You know, no, he, as a matter of fact... He had good policies when he was campaigning. I think that's why he won. It doesn't have anything to do with he was black. But I do think... Um, we have seen identity politics a lot more after Obama, I think, than before. He kind of started that, when people were like, oh, look, we had a black president. I think when he was running, that wasn't necessarily the, the goal. I mean, for of sure, you had a lot him. of
0: racist people come out of oh, the Oh, absolutely.
1: Woodwork. But I don't think the people who voted for Obama did it because he was black. But I do think that it's like a, a bonus after the fact, like I said, because, you know. I mean, I was, I've, I've I'll be honest with you, I
0: voted for Obama twice and I was so happy that we finally had someone, a black person had finally become the president of the United States. I was, I literally cried about it. But then I realized over time that Obama was just as bad as all the other white people who been Self-serving, yeah. And his policies were, he didn't do anything he said he was going to do. No. You know, his, his, the good things he did do were half-ass measures. Which, I mean, part of that I don't blame on him, but... He still did military surges. He never closed yeah. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, like he say, still drone-striked people. I mean, so Obama... Definitely was not the person
1: I was really hoping he would be, but I am really grateful for the Affordable Care Act. I think that was one thing that came from his presidency that was worthwhile, even though it's not perfect. You know, I just... I see the, the videos and the testimonials all the time of people who, like, literally could not get their medicine, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we would have died without this health care coverage mm-hmm. that... You know, and to think that I wouldn't have had health insurance after I turned 18. Um,
0: Well, West Virginia's always had Medicaid, so Obamacare like kind of works inside that framework, but so many other problems did not get addressed by Obamacare. That's
1: true, that's true, but I think it was a good start, and I think that if people weren't so obsessed with uh, choosing a camp, choosing a party, choosing a side, um, that the Republicans could have taken that and based something off of it. And continued but of course they're corrupted by insurance money so never going to happen but I I think that if we actually had a system that worked off of genuinely making things better for people and not just destroying what the last I get last guy did it could be a good framework for something to mold into something but it's just that was that was a naive move for him you know Well,
0: I think too um you know from the people that I know who know a lot more about how Obamacare came to be than I do you know what they tell me is that the pharmaceutical industries kind of wrote the that that part of it. Like he let them come in and and write it. And then, you know, the forced mandate to pay and like there was a there was a lot of bad things about it. But anyway, um back to the the election process here. Like the I think they wanted to keep the Bernie voters on the good side until he he started to go down and then they were gonna try to woo us to another candidate. But in this past week actually the week before the debates happened when bernie was growing strong and getting more money every single week like the claw started to come out we saw the whole warren thing we saw the la times write a horrible piece like politico like you name your newspaper like people were just just it was bernie bashing week and you know the best part about that is is that
1: we're so used to having a president that anytime anybody writes any article about him or even tweets at him he has a meltdown online And Bernie is so unaffected by people's bullshit. Right. I love that about him, that he's just so non-engaging. Like, that's the most mature thing I think he can do in these times when literally the media is out to get you, is to just not engage.
0: I think there was an article in the New York Times. Somebody had sent me an email saying that, you know, Bernie needs to start fighting back against people that attack him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you would just love that. Oh, yeah. Because then you get all kind of sound bites that you could just you know destroy him with, so yeah, that's that. Bernie's not gonna fall for that one; he's much too smart for that. But um, I think that the people who were hoping that um, it would turn out the way that they wanted it to, and it didn't, are just like so fumed right now. That there was a video posted by the former chairman of the Obama and Biden campaign. Um, his name is John Cooper and I was trying to find it on my Twitter. Um, but I don't, (laughs) I honestly don't know how to bookmark stuff now. I feel like that's, I'm having a Biden moment because I don't know how to bookmark stuff. But anyway, it was a video of Bernie protesters, supposedly Bernie protesters. I don't even know if it's been verified they're Bernie, Bernie people, but they went into Joe Biden's Senate office with signs and they were singing their own version of This Little Light of Mine And the point of the protest was that Biden has been telling, like, lies, basically, about his record. Bernie corrected those lies and said, listen, you were for cutting Medicare, and you were for cutting Medicaid, and there's proof that you were for that. So why are you trying to say that you weren't ever for that, just like the Iraq war? So what these—the message of these protesters was is— we're going to shine a light, this little light of mine. We're going to shine a light of truth on every lie that Biden tells. Like that pretty much was their message. So they're marching around with these, these signs and the, uh, vitriol <laughs> that was attached to this video. So John Cooper says, uh, Bernie needs to get his people under control. Basically I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Like, this is ridiculous. Bernie needs to get his people under control, and all these nasty comments were like, you know, this should, this this is why Bernie won't win the primary, and just just bash. And I, so I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, okay, what is so egregious? They are exercising their freedom of speech, their freedom of assembly, they're protesting peacefully, like. I fail to see where the outrage is coming at these people, but it's basically because they don't agree with you.
1: So here's this thing I want to tell you, because you will get an absolute kick over this, right? Do you know who Caitlin Bennett is? The name Bennett?
0: Is Mike Bennett?
1: from no. the, okay. the ramen noodle hair looking girl from Kent State that held the gun and trampled oh, around okay, on. yeah. Yeah, you know I'm talking
0: about, right? Gun girl, they call her. Yeah, gun girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Gun girl. You know gun girl. So um, she went to a Bernie rally where she did not have a press pass or any of that, was recording video, had microphones, you know, and they asked her to leave. Um, Not clear if they asked her to leave because they know how she does. She causes a scene for views on YouTube and that. So it could be that. It could be because she didn't have the proper documents to be there recording. Could be that too. But she, you know, does her thing, makes this a big flaming... Oh, Bernie hates people who don't think the same as him. And just watching her videos, like clips of them, I don't know how people can even, I don't know how people on the right can even turn around and be like, they want to hurt free speech, blah, 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 blah. But then they like, watch this girl. And how she just talks over people and like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't,
0: I don't get the argument. She's a, the a argument at all. whore and a twit and I can't stand her because The she... funniest thing
1: though is that I don't know if it's true. and Maybe it's just a rumor that someone started, but if they did, it's like the funniest shit I've ever heard is that at Kent State, she was at some kind of party and shit her pants. And there's this photo of her with just, just this disgusting photo. <laughs> and every time she posts something awful on Twitter- <laughs> Somebody just like, they just flood the comments with this picture of her. And normally I wouldn't be about that kind of thing. But I'm like, this woman is vile. She's like worse than freaking Tommy Lasagna or whatever that other conservative <laughs> bitch's name is. <laughs>
0: Why did she just say Tommy Lasagna? Yeah, what's your name?
1: Tommy Lauren. Oh, Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lasagna, yeah. I
0: think
1: that's what they call her.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, so that was funny. And I wanted to share that because she did, a, she did her own Bernie Blast video
0: over the past month and i just thought it was funny bernie sanders comes close to beating trump in texas new poll says i mean i don't know anybody's surprised like beto almost beat ted uh, ted cruz in texas like I hate him, texas though. is super turning super blue I and hate people beto. don't get it i know but i'm just saying like when he oh, came oh could out, it possibly be because like, it's all the illegal immigrants illegally voting there right that's it right no but there is there is a very large hispanic base in texas yeah i don't know why people are shocked shocked by that it's crazy like he narrowly ted cruz narrowly beat Beto in texas for senator so that tells you that it's like why are people ignoring the fact that texas is so democratic like they just think of it as you know whatever but this really funny picture i wish i could show it to everybody but it's like i think it's newsweek.com there's a picture of bernie attached to this article (laughs) and his head is perfectly positioned under the chandelier (laughs) so it looks like look at this picture i wish i could show it it looks like he's wearing this giant light up hat it's really funny but anyway we'll link so, it on our
1: twitter later
0: yeah we have to put that on twitter because that is funny shit i'm just scrolling down and i just like could, almost couldn't keep it together so okay so that was our bernie news that i was going to read you the comments on twitter but suffice it to say like It's just bad. Like someone actually someone actually said one of the worst ones I saw was where somebody some lady was actually saying, isn't this tampering with elections? And I was like, what are you what are you talking about? So if a candidate makes a false statement who is running for president and the other candidate points out that it's a false statement, that's tampering with elections like what planet are you people on? But they're just so obsessed with hating Bernie that, like, they'll literally say free speech should not be allowed, processing should not be allowed. Like, they have turned into the Trump people. I'm like, you guys are acting like authoritarian. You know, you complain about Trump being an authoritarian and a dictator, want to be dictator. Like, you're literally saying that Bernie people should not have a voice. They shouldn't be allowed to speak. They shouldn't be allowed to do any of it. And it's just crazy to me. Like, And that's really showing the divide that is in the Democratic Party right now, that the neoliberals have gone so far to the right, you know, and the other, the other thing they'll bash on Bernie is they'll say he's not really a Democrat because in Vermont he is an independent, but he's running for president under the Democratic ticket. So they love to bring up the fact and say that Bernie's not really even a Democrat. They shouldn't even let him run. Well, what I like to tell those people is that the Democratic, the word Democratic— is like very similar to democracy. And basically you're saying that you don't believe in democracy because you don't believe in free speech. You don't believe in any of the Bill of Rights apparently if someone disagrees with you. So you're the one who's not a Democrat. Bernie is what Democrats used to be and people want to go back to. And that's what's enraging them so much that we don't care about all your neoliberal BS. We wanna just go back to being working class Democrats, rights for everybody, you know, and they, they just, they can't deal. So, what do you think about this Andrew Yang? I like Andrew Yang's personality. He's a very intelligent man. I like how he he doesn't respond to all the attacks on him. And I especially thought it was really like kind of sad and funny that after Kamala dropped out and after Cory Booker dropped out, they were like, "Oh, it's so sad. There's nobody of color in the race." <laughs> I'm like, what Andrew Yang is Asian? Have you guys like you don't yeah, he's you like, did I notice. don't know what they
1: mean by. It of color. I mean, is it just minority? It's a minority? I mean, but
0: like Asians are a smaller minority than blacks. Yeah, that's true. So like you're basically saying And they like, have faced a lot
1: of discrimination. It doesn't even oh matter if they goodness. were Chinese,
0: Japanese, Vietnamese, it
1: doesn't matter after the Vietnam War, those people um, basically anyone who looked of Asian descent got a lot mm-hmm. of discrimination in our country. I think people forget that. Well, when you t-
0: when we talked about Hawaii, remember the oh, yeah. Hawaii being mm-hmm. overthrown? Well, there were a lot of workers, Japanese and Chinese workers, that worked in Hawaii that were kind of imported workers, and they were still being treated like slaves after we had emancipated slaves here. So it's kind of like we Asians got discriminated against, you know, longer, but maybe they weren't, you know, didn't suffer the physical, horrible physical types of abuse that African-American slaves did. But, you know, you can't say that Asian people haven't been, you know, abused and forbidden of having their rights in this country so I don't know I just thought it was really kind of a slap in the face to Andrew Yang when they were like there's no people of color in the race anymore because he didn't drop out right as far as I know he's still in there and he's appeared on a couple shows this week and I just really like how he carries himself now as far as giving everybody like a thousand dollars a month like everybody just for no reason like just yeah it's like way more far left than I'm willing to go yeah it's it's like and and he's a smart guy like he justifies it by saying like listen we're spending so much money on the prison population that if you reduce the people in prison like you're 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 saving money over here by not putting people in jail and the all the money for the court system and the police like he's counting all of that like against like you're you're helping people to not end up in jail I mean he has a lot of, he does the numbers on it but it's just I mean, like you said, it's just something It's like saying, well, we don't need borders. Like I've, when I first heard that argument, I was like, okay, that's, and it was the yeah. British comedian that you really liked. <laughs> I was kind of crazy. The drug, you got wrote the book about being rehab from drugs. Russell Brandt? Russell Brandt, yes. I love him. So like he was given this, he was on this YouTube video about borders and he's like, well, borders don't even make any sense. And I'm like, wait a second, like, that's kind of a crazy statement, but like, if you watch his whole explanation, It kind of does make sense in the sense that like multinational corporations don't have borders. Rich people don't have borders. The only people that have borders are poor people. So they can go, let's go over here and get these workers because we can pay them less than these workers over here. And not allowing people to
1: migrate. I agree that borders are a way to exploit people, but I do think that they're necessary in the system that we all live in.
0: Right. Because I feel like, you know, you have a right to, every society has a right to determine their laws And you can't have sovereignty and have laws unless you say where your law ends and another group of people's laws begin. Right. So that's the only thing is like the sovereignty issues. But he does have a serious point on economics. Yeah, everybody
1: thinks that Russell Brand is just some like hipster moron. But he actually does have a lot of really interesting political views. He does a lot of YouTube and uh, he's been sober for a long time too. Mm -hmm. He's not like uh, 2005 drugged out Russell Brand Mm -hmm. anymore. He's sober and really left-wing. I actually watched him on a Logan Paul podcast, which is funny because Logan Paul clearly, you know, that blonde-headed dickhead who recorded the guy hanging in Japan and blew up in oh, the yeah, media. Yeah, agency, but yeah. The, yeah, same guy. I don't watch his shit, but um, Doug does. And so I was, I was like, Russell, why is Russell Brand on, you know, this podcast with Logan Paul? Um, which he's actually come a long way to. He does do some interesting stuff. And they talk about I don't know. Different things. I guess it's like kind of removing yourself from what you're used to watching and putting yourself in like a different cultural setting. Well, right. They're like, they, he, he appeals to young people. So I guess I was kind of interested on how he would, you know, influence people. And I don't
0: know. Well, there's like, there's a thing about, like right now we're in a serious, we have a serious sickness in our country, which is people... Wanting to have reinforcing of their own ideas. Yeah. Right. The silo thinking, just watching one channel that tells you what you want to hear and like echo chambers. Serious, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a serious problem. And, you know, whenever I like to try to listen to people that are people I think I would hate to try and see like where I can find some commonality or where they're, they're what they're saying, why does it provoke me? Why does it make me angry? Like, we have to figure that stuff out because that tells us who we are and why things. You know, it's so important to be to deal with cognitive dissonance and get used to realizing why you have these immediate reactions to things. Otherwise, we're just like a bunch of, you know, our Twitter football fans screaming back and forth at each other for absolutely no good reason. We know these companies like Cambridge Analytica, they haven't gone away. Our our data is being sucked in and analyzed and put into algorithms to determine like how you're going to vote, how I'm going to vote. And they say, if you have enough data on a person, I think it's like 50 or 100 like different pieces of data that they can get about you, that they can predict your reaction to things better than your spouse. Like, bec- why are we so predictable? Because we're so afraid to step out of our own thought bubble to look at something from a different perspective. And that's also, it also makes us much more easy to deceive. If a magician wants to pull a trick on you, He has to focus your attention on something so you don't see what he's doing to deceive you. And the government works the same way. Like, if they can get us all thinking in a certain patterned way, it's so easy to trick us. We have to be able to think outside the box. So, let's see. What else do we have?
1: Um, So, what is this, uh, I was going to ask you, what is this whole thing trending on Twitter about George Wallace and Bernie? Have you heard about this? No says, there's an old Bernie Sanders quote on George Wallace. Uh, somebody at the Washington Examiner dug up, and it's being misrepresented by the anti-Bernie people as praise, is what this person tweeted. Um, I guess we'll come back to this, because you haven't.
0: The only thing I can tell you about the Washington Examiner is it is a serious right-wing rag. Yeah,
1: and it's, it was back in 1972. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It says Sanders' quote about George Wallace sounds almost exactly like what he says about Trump: socialism or barbarism. Basically, in no way is he praising Wallace. I mean, when from what I've read about it, I'm just like, no, I don't see how he's praising this dude. Um, but yeah, they've dug it up and now they're trying to, of course, go on the bashing. So of I course. just I thought it was funny that you were talking about this and it, it's literally trending like number one and mm-hmm. um, actually it's number two. First is hashtag arrest Rand Paul. Um, and then secondly is this George Wallace mess.
0: See, like Rand Paul is another one of those people that in the past I did like Rand Paul and I did like Ron Paul because they were talking about, um, you know, investigating the Federal Reserve and auditing it, and, which I think needs done. And they were, they're both non-interventionists. They're against war. But they're libertarians, so they're against social programs. Like there's some things I agree with them on, some things I don't. But you know what I mean? You have to, like, hear all these people's ideas out and figure out, like, what you actually think about it. Uh, the other thing I had on my list there was Tom Perez. So Tom Perez is the head of the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. And he came out with a list of people that are going to be on the committees for this primaries. And they are a bunch of Hillary people. And they're also a bunch of corporate I was say, assholes. to say, that's not what your
1: whiteboard yeah, says Yeah, my whiteboard here. says it DNC,
0: corporate says Tom assholes. Tom Perez, <laughs> DNC,
1: corporate assholes. I like that summary. Right to the point.
0: Um, and there, there's a lot of that going on on Twitter too. So people have probably seen it, but, um, there's a list that came out and people are just like looking up, just basically Google, look up this list of the people that Tom Press put out and just Google who they are. Cause it's unreal. Like none of these people are going to do anything. They're not going to want any of Bernie's policies because they're all pro corporate and anti the rest of us. So that's crazy. See, um, Who's the other
1: guy? Not Rand Paul. What's his dad's name? Ron Paul. Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember people being a big fan of Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know about Rand Paul. But
0: again, Paul. here's a guy that they dug up some quotes on him and said that he was a racist. They really bashed him for being a racist and what. I mean, if you come out with anything that you say you're trying to address for the good of the 99%, you will get a serious media attacking campaign against you. Everybody will gang up on you. And incidentally, um, I found a video. I don't have to post it on our on our account later. But it was by a, basically a billionaire. And what these billionaires do is they have these meetings when there's elections coming up. And they're doing a pre-plan. Like if this person wins, like this is going to be our plan for dealing with it. If this person wins. And the only one they care about is Bernie. You know why? Because Bernie's the only one that's going to do anything that's going to upset them. Literally everybody else who says they're going to become president and they're going to help the people, they don't, they don't care. They're, because they know they're probably going to roll over and do what corporate America wants anyways. So I just found that interesting that they came out with their, this is our projection for the upcoming election. And they're saying, these billionaires are saying, it looks like Bernie's going to be the nominee. And they are, like, not happy about it. They're freaking out about it. So... Even the people that don't want be people, even the people who don't want Bernie to be the nominee, who are looking at it honestly, are like, "Yeah, this dude's probably gonna win. (laughs) Sucks for us, but he's probably gonna win." So I don't know why people think Biden. Biden's kind of losing it too. Like there were some things on TV about people. Joe Biden is the crazy. He's gonna be
1: in like an Alzheimer's home in like six months, dude. (laughs) What? What the?
0: Some guy came up to him and like approached him and asked him about a question about the environment. And I guess he said, I'm like, you've got my vote if you win, if you become the nominee, which means he's going to vote for somebody else, which the guy admitted it was Tom Steyer that he was going to vote for in the primary. But if Tom Steyer doesn't become the nominee, he told Joe Biden, I'm going to vote for you in the general. And then he asked him a question and Biden like, like puts his hand up on him and like smacks him a couple times. He goes, go vote for somebody else. And there's all these clips. If you look up on YouTube, just look up like, Biden says vote for someone else or whatever. He tells one guy to go vote for Trump, a Hispanic man, asks him a question at one of his town hall meetings or something. And Biden's like, go vote for Trump. Well, I guess Bernie hired that guy, (laughs) the Hispanic guy who asked the question, like hired him to work with him so oh. yeah
1: I thought when you said Bernie hired that guy you meant like as a plant and I'm like that doesn't no, no, sound no, no, right no,
0: no I'm glad you corrected me I'm like that, like, that doesn't sound right at out. all no 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 the guy asked Biden a question and Biden like was so nasty to him that when the videos like kind of went viral like I guess Bernie, Bernie gave, gave him guy, a job yeah. yeah okay so but yeah there's all these like videos of Biden telling people that ask him legitimate questions like go vote for somebody else I'm like damn damn like you really your lead's that good that you can just t- tell people to fuck off Fuck off. Go vote for somebody else. (laughs) It's just crazy.
1: So let's see what else. Sorry, I was trying to... uh, This is this this Rand Paul thing. I don't know what this is. It just broke on Twitter. So I was reading it. And apparently um, the judge would not read the question that he, Senator Rand Paul, had um, because it allegedly named the whistleblower. So Rand Paul just like stormed out in a hissy fit and then named them on Twitter. But it, I can't find
0: what their names are. Oh, Lord have
1: mercy. So, this is what's um, funny,
0: that we have to have a Supreme Court justice read the questions for the people that are supposed to be asking them. Because this is how big of a childish assholes we have in our government they can't even talk to each other. This is how dysfunctional our government is. And people can't like, even... Like, nah, no, I'm not reading it. You read it. I think it was Trevor Noah did, like, some skit on it and was like, this is like junior high where you're like, you know, okay, John, here's a letter. Will you take Susie to the dance? Yes, no, or maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it is pathetic. It's really, really a sad state of affairs in our government. I can't
1: find it anywhere, though. They said that in his tweet, he named who he claims the whistleblower is. Well, the is. name
0: has been floated out there on right wing you know, media because, you know, it's so funny because they cry about being persecuted, but the right wing loves to dox people and threaten people. That's like their, that's their MO. So it's it's just crazy. I mean, if you're a public person and you make a public statement, are there people going to probably give you death threats? Yeah, but I think it's kind of crazy that, you know, you have to go to the point where if somebody disagrees with you, you're trying to like threaten their family. Like, come on, man, that's just beyond... Yeah, I can't find it. They said
1: he tweeted it, including the names. But yeah. I do not see that anywhere.
0: I heard the name already somewhere. So, I mean, I know it's out there, but I don't... I feel like all these news sources are, is, are purposely, purposely not... Purposely not saying it, because yeah. they probably don't know if there's, like, some kind of an injunction where they don't want to get in trouble or whatever. But, um... Because it is a, so allegedly a CIA. Someone in the CIA. Yeah. Which so anyway, doesn't give be... me hope that it's... <laughs> That it's a good thing.
1: Oh, here he says, Senator Rand Paul, five hours ago, my exact question was, are you aware the House Intelligence Committee staffer, Sean Misco had her close relationship with Erica Sierra Mella, or Eric Sierra Mella, while at the National Security Council together? Wait, it's a two-part tweet. And are you aware... And how do you respond to reports that Sierra Mella and MISCO may have worked together to plot impeaching the president before there were formal House impeachment proceedings? Is that what they're referring to? So I don't know. I think that's kind of a shitty move. Doesn't speak very well for his character. I don't know if what he did is technically illegal. I guess we'll find out in coming days. I guess even if it it was, I doubt they'll do anything. It just seems kind of to be the reoccurring theme of our government is people can do whatever the fuck they want and never have to really serve any consequences for it.
0: Yeah. There was another issue like that. Um, years ago, there was a lady by the name of Valerie Plame. And I remember it was called the Plame affair. Um, so she was a former officer with the central intelligence agency, the CIA, and she got outed by somebody. Um, her identity got leaked and was published by Robert Novak of the Washington Post. But it was basically like uh, the Republicans got mad because she was her husband was criticizing them or something. So they decided to throw her name out there and throw her under the bus. So like I said, it's, it, go, it, it happens that, it, you know, when somebody gets mad, they just want to do damage, you know. So, the next thing we we're gonna move on to is, geez, took a lot of time on Bernie bashing, but that has been like the whole thing this week is just bashing Bernie. As far as the impeachment, like, I haven't watched a lot of it because I tried to watch the Democratic side of the whole thing. And what they did was they went through and they presented all of the evidence that was in the House hearings, and they just redid it. Like a summarized, shortened summary was their opening statement, which they had 24 hours to do that. So they basically were getting up there and repeating everything you heard during the house testimony. And the reason they did that was because the Republicans refused, Mitch McConnell refused to admit the entire, the entire investigation, the house did, he refused to admit that into the written record because he said it wasn't conducted by the justice department, which dub it's not going to be because bill Barr's not going to do any kind of investigation of the president he thinks he's the president's personal attorney. So basically Mitch McConnell refusing to put it in there. They, they wanted to get it in there. So that's how they went about doing it. So I'll give him points for that. Um, and you know, the, the, the president's defense team is a joke and they have, as far as anything that I've seen coming out of them, it's, it's just, it's just stupid. The things that are, the legal arguments they are coming up with, are just a joke. So I'm not really impressed. I mean, I guess today the big argument that Alan Dershowitz made was that the president, now they're admitting he did everything that the Democrats said. He did pressure Ukraine. He did withhold the aid. It was for— He does know Lev (laughs) Parnas. What's that? He does, in fact, know Lev Parnas. I don't know if he's actually still cleaning that. I don't
1: know if he is or not either, but I'm pretty sure that anyone can see it's a lie at this point. Oh, and I actually was going to ask you, too— You know that it's been speculated that uh, Giuliani is the one who introduced Trump and Lev Parnas, Mm -hmm. right? That's what people are speculating. And Giuliani had admitted um, when he met Lev Parnas. And those tapes that you were uh, referring to happened before that. So it was kind of like the coming out of some of the conversations like uh, the one the article we wrote for op-ed news mm-hmm. that conversation was supposedly before Giuliani even knew Lev Parnas and according went, to Giuliani yeah Giuliani came right out and said like I didn't even meet these people until yada 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 and that tape happened before then mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask you if you knew anything more about that or if this is something we should put on the board for next week
0: well, um, I'm, I just started a book by Seth Abramson called Proof of Conspiracy, and it's like a 25-hour listen, so it's like a huge book. But basically, he's saying that it wasn't just Russia that was involved in the, you know, conspiracy to get Trump elected. There was a bunch of countries. Um, MBS of Saudi Arabia, um, MBZ of the United Arab Emirates, there were like these uh, five Arab countries and, and, the, and they wanted Russia involved in it, too, because they feel like Russia supports Iran and Iran is their mortal enemy. So if they could get Russia out of the picture, like it was a, it's a big, uh, you know, con- construct. But um, I still think that the main thing that Lev Parnas was involved in was trying to get Trump to come in there and help them with the gas situation, like as far as privatizing the gas industry. And in that conversation um, that was recorded, if you go to it, I bookmarked this at 38 minutes into the conversation. If you start listening at 38 minutes into that conversation, Parnas brings up to him, "Hey, we're trying to get we're we're working on privatizing the the gas in Ukraine," and you know Trump <laughs> Trump is like. If you listen to this whole tape, it's shocking, like how little he knows about anything. Like, oh, I know because he's, he's like, "Oh, you guys have resources." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, Ukraine has Ukraine has oil, like oil. You gotta have oil," and then he's he asked somebody why you can't use gasoline in a semi truck, and I'm like, "Dude, like I wouldn't ask somebody that question. I'd go Google that shit. I wouldn't. Ask. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just asking these basic questions, and then Don Junior Junior pipes up in the background and says something about um, Russia wanting access to something so they can, and it's, and what he's talking about is old news. So it's like, none of them seem like they're really up to date on what's happening. But, um, I've said all along that I believe that it was this whole thing with Ukraine was just about getting Trump to get his people in there so that they, cause it's been a back and forth between Russia's gas prom and Ukraine's NAFTA gas fighting over get natural gas in the area. So, they're just trying to bring Trump in on the Ukraine side of it. That's how I feel. Well, I don't it.
1: got much time to work with now. But, um,
0: well, I was, gonna,
1: I, I was gonna make a joke too because we've had to pause like two or three times because Mick and I can't stop coughing, like random cough attacks. <laughs> and I was gonna be like, oh no, it's
0: the coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's crazy. That's kinda there's crazy. There's been so much crazy
1: stuff in the, we, in the news this week that I've been like reading about, surprisingly, not politics. Um, everyone's talking about the death of Kobe Bryant yeah and I'm like not a sports fan at all and at first that I'm like reading about it I was like oh man that sucks like he seemed like pretty decent guy and then I got into the court case in 03 so now the internet is divided on that Mm -hmm. because like half people are like yeah he's a rapist and got away with it the other half people are like no he was a saint and I'm like well here's another one of those things like but it's just funny that politics has even seeped into that because the second that someone's like no I choose to believe the woman they're like well you're a liberal snowflake and I'm like oh my
0: god here it is it's everywhere it's everywhere like you said people feel like they have to immediately come up with which side they're on or whatever instead of just realizing that life's not black and white and there's a lot of
1: sometimes it's okay to say that you weren't there and you don't know like in all situations I mean I I I tend to in in sexual assault cases obviously I always want to give the woman the benefit of the doubt but it's like I'm not going to hang somebody either without any evidence so it's like I just choose to be like okay I don't know I don't know Mm -hmm. I mean
0: Oh, and on that video, too, there was another uh, part of it that was extremely disturbing. What video? The Left Parnas oh, video. Oh, the Left Parnas tapes, yeah. Extremely disturbing. And I'm writing an article about it. I don't have it quite finished yet. But um, at some point, Parnas says, hey, I have a gift for you. And he gives Trump, you can't see what the item is, but he gives Trump this item. And apparently it has, like, the Messiah's name written on it. Like, God's name written on all right, And he tells Trump, you know, this is from the rabbi, the head rabbi of Ukraine and, um, you know, in Israel, we, the Jews really appreciate what you're doing for them and we want you to have this gift. And uh, so apparently <laughs> there's like, there's a lot of numerology that goes into this particular type of Judaism. So he says the number the messiah's name you know because jews don't believe the messiah's come yet they don't think jesus was the messiah right they're waiting for the messiah to come back right so he says the messiah's name and you see it here and he must be pointing at it he says the messiah's name when you add it up is 424 and trump goes yeah okay and he goes well if you add up your name donald trump it comes to 424 oh god no right so trump goes well uh, that's good yeah good is that good <laughs> And Igor Fruman, who was actually there also, he says, no, 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 it's not good. It's not good. It's like miracle, you know? Oh, and he's, God. And these two are telling Trump pretty much like, you're the messiah, dude. Oh, my God. What a bunch of nutbags. Right? So, and I'm thinking to myself, like... We're going to have to find this clip so I can clip it and put it on our These Twitter. guys don't really believe this shit. They're just, they're just telling Trump that because he's got a huge ego. Here's the actual... I actually typed it out from an article. So, he says... Um, he tells him that he his it adds up and everything. And he says, uh, well, that's good, right? He goes, uh, it's unbelievable. He says, uh, uh, "He says, it's not like good, it's like best, like a miracle. And Trump says, why? Why, why 424? Why is that? And Fruman said, it's like the name of the Messiah, you know? And Parnas goes, that's the Messiah. It comes the 424. And Trump says, what other numbers you got? <laughs> oh. Like he's going <laughs> to... My like god. he's gonna go buy like a lottery ticket or something, and Barnus goes, no, 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 it's not, it's not the numbers. Furman says it's exact, the exact number. Like they're like probably thinking, oh my god, we've got like the dumbest dude in the world. We're trying to convince him he's the Messiah. <laughs> so, oh my god! So this part even, of, this, uh, are this you is, sure this isn't like a Twilight Zone no, no, episode? No, 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 it's for real. It's on there. It actually is at. I think I bookmarked it anyways that it's it's in there I'll, I'll put it on I'll put this on there on the on our Twitter but anyway so they tell him that and he's like what other numbers you got And he says no no, no it's not the numbers exactly the number Parna says your name in the numbers adds up to his name it's 424 424 in the Jewish so it's like the Messiah is the person that's come to save the whole world so it's like you're the savior of the universe and Fruma says it's amazing and Parna says, It can't hurt. It can't hurt. So he gives him this gift. And he says, And Fruman says, So, all Jew people of Ukraine, they're praying for you. And Parna says, Show it to Jared. He'll explain it to you. Because, you know, Jared is Jewish. Ivanka converted to Judaism. She's Jewish too. She converted to Judaism to marry Jared. Right. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's whack. That is some whack-ass shit. And I was listening to that video to try to find, like, the natural gas component of the whole thing, and I found, like, the thing about Bernie, the conversation about Bernie, so I read an article about that. Then I was listening about the natural gas, and I hadn't got through all the way to this part yet, but the Young Turks did a video on this supposedly anti-Semitic group, and I was like, okay, who are these people? You know what I mean? I've never heard of them before. So then I went and looked them up and I'm watching this video that they made because, oh, what it was is Trump let these, gave the, these uh, this Christian group, it's a Christian media group. I think it's called True News. Trump gave them credentials to go to Davos, which was the big financial thing that happens every year and all the like bazillionaires and heads of country and everything go to Davos to talk about the world financial situation. So Trump gave these Christian people, evangelical people, credentials to go there. And Young Turks was like, oh God, look, these are the idiots that Trump gave credentials to, but he won't let, you know, MSNBC go, but, but he sends these idiots. So I go to their website and these people are talking about this part of the video. Oh God, of course they are. And Young Turks is billing this crazy group as being super pro-Trump, but when you listen to them talking, they're like, Trump's being a fool here. These people are convincing him that he's the Messiah. He's not the Messiah. Like, so it's funny how the Young Turks had this narrow view, like these people are anti-Semites and they're pro-Trump and they're this crazy group of people, or whatever. And I'm not saying those people aren't that, but if you listen to what they're saying, you do get information that nobody else was nobody else was talking about. So anyway, yeah, that's on tape, two. Them trying to convince Trump that he's Jesus. Wow. Um, there's that? There's that. And then uh, I did make a list up here, which this is my, this is my Trump plan on everything. Okay? <laughs> Ten steps. Trump's plan on everything. So if something happens and they accuse you of it, step one is deny that it ever happened at all. Okay? Step two is you go on Fox News and deny everything on Fox News. Then you have Fox News conduct an all-out smear assault campaign on anyone who contradicts you. They're all of the devil, okay? Number four is have evidence, as evidence comes out, and continue, just continue to deny it and call it fake news and call it a hoax, right? Number five is when there's too much evidence to deny it anymore, say you weren't directly involved or you didn't directly have knowledge. Then step six is if you can't distance yourself from the event, Switch to, yes, I did it, but it's not illegal. Step number seven, start playing the victim. Say that evil forces are taking normal things and everyone's taking it out of context or trying to make you look like a criminal. It's just a vast left-wing conspiracy. Uh, eight, just praise your followers for continuing to be loyal patriots and just demonize everybody else. And nine is create another scandal to divert attention from the first scandal. <laughs> Where's the step where
1: Rudy Giuliani comes out <laughs> and admits like that everything they're saying is a lie on accident because he doesn't even know what's going
0: on? <laughs> After nine, is create another scandal? It just I just have rinse and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But honestly, in the no, step number ten, that's a is, pretty good playbook. Step number ten is well, Hillary, yeah, or Obama did it. You can choose either one. Yeah, but interchangeable. I, but I saw this with the impeachment this week because, you know. It's just like with the check. Remember the check that he didn't know anything about, that he didn't pay off Stormy Daniels, and he had nothing to do. He didn't know anything about right, it. Right, right. You'll have to talk to Michael Cohen about it, whatever. And then it comes up, and then Trump knew about it, and he paid it, and then it was like, well, I didn't know it was illegal.
1: We need to make an illustration of, like, Trump driving a bus and all of the people
0: underneath of it that he's just fucking thrown under there. <laughs> um. We got you Manif- uh, got, Paul Manafort? You got Michael Cohen, Flynn. I mean, how many of these people? You could throw a Bolton under there, oh, I guess. Lord.
1: I, yeah, Bolton's about to go into the bus. What's the other guy, too? Uh, the crazy guy from the beginning. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, Bannon? Yeah, Bannon. Throw oh, Bannon, Bannon under there. God damn it. Uh, I may <laughs> as well throw his uh, the woman who was uh, his press secretary or whatever. What was her name? Huckabee? Yeah, throw her under there. <laughs> Just throw them all under there. But anyway, since we're like uh, nearly out of time, I kind of wanted to end this podcast with some good news. Um, Just because I get a kick out of these good news network articles. And there was like a bunch of good headlines. um, So you guys can like go look this up, but I'm going to pick one to read. Uh, This was a good one. British carbon tax leads to whopping 93% drop in coal-fired electricity. So that was interesting. Um, Another one is... In a twist of fate, hotline volunteer learns she has been working with man who saved her seven years ago. So that's strange. Never too late, new study finds lungs magically repair themselves after quitting smoking, no matter the age. So those are all pretty good. But the one wow. I chose that I wanted to read is Internet Famous Crossing Guard Dog presented with Doghouse and People's Choice Award. <laughs> this is exactly what I live for.
0: Did you see the one where they, they did the bucket list for the dog that his... The bucket list, the dog... This one, local news. They put him in a police cruiser and gave him a police canine vest. And I'm just, like, watching this going, but, but how did you know... How did you know he wanted to be a cop? Yeah, what? I, I mean, it's so weird. It's like he's dying. The dog's dying. He's old. And they're like, well, we. it was on his bucket list that he wanted to be a police officer. And I'm like, what are you smoking? I mean, for real. You're mind-reading a dog... You're monitoring a dog.
1: Oh, God. Uh, see, now it's those people that I'd like to hunt down and find and just take those people. And then when they're not expecting that, ask them who they voted for.
0: But you see it and you're just watching it, and your eyes are like blink, blink, blink. You don't even know what to say because it's like something good. Like they're trying to do something good, but at the same time, it's so enormously stupid. And they're taking it seriously. That's funny.
1: All right. So this internet famous crossing guard dog presented with Doghouse <laughs> and People's Choice Award. Um, this is from the Good News Network. I love this website. <laughs> but so, who are the
0: people that voted?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, hor- her- the heroic canine who won hearts across what? the internet after escorting a group of kindergartners across a busy street has been given a stylish new home for his bravery and a People's Choice Award to boot. Although the pup has been given many names by the locals, he is currently being called Kupata, Kupata, which means sausage in English, because of his affinity for free snacks at the local butcher. This dog has a full life, all right. The stray pup became internet famous earlier this month after he was filmed running to the rescue of the children at a crosswalk in Batumi, Georgia. By the time he was done scolding the nearby vehicles, the kids were able to cross the street without interference. Local woman who has been feeding Kupada for the last few years told radio he loves kids so much if he sees them wanting to cross the road, he will immediately go to their aid and may even wait for them in the park. Upon hearing of his good deed, the tourism department honored the pup by presenting him with his very own doghouse. (laughs) Not only that, the doghouse is emblazoned with a People's Choice Award. So,
0: yeah. What's funny about the story is they don't know that little Jimmy's mom gives him like Slim Jim snacks and he keeps them half open in his pocket. So the dog is like really, like not really walking them across the street. He's just like, we got in your pocket, we get in your pocket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you see the
0: video, it looks like he's hurting them. It does. It hurting? Like yeah, like he's hurting oh, yeah. them
1: across the street. Yeah, and, uh, herding
0: dogs are crazy. Like they, you don't have to train them at all. They instinctively know how to herd.
1: Yeah. And then like the picture of him, um, he looks like a mutt, but it definitely looks like he has some like border collie or some kind of herding dog in him so so yeah just that's good news good adorable to end the shittiness of <laughs> politics in america you know that's what i do i have to read about politics all week long then i end it with a dog story so and
0: so negative this week and like we were gonna do this week about 9-11 and the connections with the saudis
1: no it was the day after the day after we recorded last week and i texted you at three o'clock in the morning and i was like trump tapes take her out. He said, take her out. Did you hear it? He said, take her out. And I was like, well, we're not doing 9-11 this week because (laughs) the Trump tapes, the Trump tapes, but yeah. And then the Bernie bashing. So anyway, I don't know what we'll have for next week. Everything changes in the course of seven days so quickly. I don't even know what to expect for next week.
0: (laughs) Well, I really feel like so much of the geopolitical situation is all about resources. And I really have been trying to work on the Ukraine thing, figuring out like, who came into office when and who you know what i'm saying like all the behind the scenes reasons why this is happening because i feel like if we understand that even though it's complicated if we get to that point we'll really know who's doing what and this is what pisses me off that like our media here doesn't tell us what's going on in any other country but ours i know it's so it, it is Ever. hard when you have to research
1: this so shit to try yeah. to see who's behind the curtain because even getting to the curtain is difficult
0: yeah, because you'd be like, oh, yeah, the Kurds, you know what I mean? Like, we know what's going on. We know what's been going on with them for the last five years, so this isn't super- – you know what I mean? But right. we, we don't know. No, we don't know. So – but thanks yeah. for listening and for listening to us gripe. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at Project 99
1: Podcast. And also check out mixed writing on dot com.
0: Yes, thank you for everybody who went there. I sent links out to people and everybody who went there and read it because it was like a 3,000 views. That's the most I've ever gotten ever of any article. And – so thanks, you guys, for going and checking that stuff out.
1: We appreciate it, as always, and we will see you next week. I can't talk tonight. I'm glad this is over. <laughs> All right. This is Duke
0: signing off. This is Mick signing off.